Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So I want you to open up your Bibles to John chapter 3. You know, last week, well, while you're turning there, last week I was talking about um, the kingdom of God and that we've been delivered over out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You know, and I taught about you redeemed from the curse of the law, you know, and tried to explain that you were in darkness over here and then you were delivered and came into the kingdom of light and the kingdom of the glory of God. So you came out of one, out of darkness, into the light. And then we talked about you being seated with him in heavenly places, taking your seat in the heavenly places, because that's what Ephesians says, that you have taken that seat, that heavenly role, that heavenly position for you to walk in on this earth. So we want to talk tonight about the kingdom of God, because that's where you got translated into was the kingdom of God, right? You know, you came out of that darkness, you came out of that pit, and you came into the light. But how do you walk in the kingdom of God? How do you walk in victory? How do you walk in that place that God has for you to walk in? So I haven't got to John yet. I guess I'm a little behind here. I'm talking. So I, I want us to really think about the kingdom of God because we have to know how to live in the kingdom if we're going to have success. And too many times we are living in the wrong kingdom. We're walking in the wrong kingdom. We've been so used to the kingdom of darkness that we live that way. And we're so used to the flesh ruling. We're so used to what people say. We're, we're used to those things. And we have to overcome this realm and understand we live in another kingdom. Amen? Even though you can't see it, you can't see the kingdom of God. But you can see the results when you start walking in it. And so in John, a very simple passage that Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about. And in John 3, verse 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, because he wanted to know. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, that tells us right there, if you're born again, which I believe everyone in here is born again, you can see the kingdom of God. You can see by the eye of faith how the kingdom of God is going to operate. And then he, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So there's a difference. There's a line being drawn here that is saying to us, once we're born again, we're born of the Spirit of God. You cannot see the Spirit of God, but he lives in you. And so I wanted to read it out of the Passion Bible because I like the way they said it. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, 
listen to this eternal truth. This is meaning this is a truth for today. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. And then verse 8 says, Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter God's kingdom realm. For the natural realm can only give birth to the things that are natural. But the spiritual realm gives birth to the supernatural life. And too many times we are living the natural life instead of the supernatural life. And Jesus said when we got born again... We entered into a supernatural life. We entered into a a way of living that is not a normal way of living. But because we're accustomed to the normal way of living, we forget the spirit, our spirit being. And we've got to understand you and I are spirit beings. And I believe, you know, we can all nod our head and say, that's right. But how much... How many times during the day do we really acknowledge that we are spirit beings? That we are listening to the spirit, that we are led by the spirit of God? Or are we led by our emotions? Are we up and down, up and down? How are we led? Are we led by the spirit? If you're not led by the spirit, then you're not operating in the kingdom of God. And we need to put on those glasses that we start operating in the realm of the Spirit, in a different realm than what we have been walking in. So let's look at Matthew 3. I'm just going to teach you all tonight because we have to get to the place that we understand we have to walk in the Spirit. This, in this day, it's not an option. We cannot go by what man is saying. We cannot go by what we're feeling and what we think. And I'm going to tell you something. You cannot go by your opinions. Glory to God. You just can't do it anymore. You've got to hear. I've got to hear. You've got to hear. We've got to hear what heaven is saying. It is an urgency in the spirit like never before not to be on a hit and miss, that you hit the spirit every once in a while, that you get it right every once in a while. But we tune our ears in and become into that place that we hear from God greater than we hear from anybody else. Amen? This is serious times that we are living in, and learning to walk with God on a daily basis is so important in our life, in our decisions that we make, how we answer things, how we do things, how we function in our lives. And too many times we are dismissing the realm of the Spirit. We're dismissing what the Word of God says. We're dismissing what... what uh, the Holy Spirit is, is imparting into us. So did y'all turn to Matthew chapter 3? I guess y'all did. Thank you over there. I see that Debbie did over there. So Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, saw the Spirit all the time. Whenever you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, you saw the Spirit of the dove. <gasps> Descending, but you know what? It really wouldn't change us. 
It really just wouldn't change us. We think if we could see, we could just see Jesus or, or have that feeling, well, we're not to live by that. You know, when we, when God, if God ever gives us an opportunity to see things or the, or the spirit realm opens up, that's a great thing. But you know what? Our daily walk with God, our daily opening up our eyes to hear what the spirit of God has to say and letting the spirit, our spirit man dominate us. That's what we've got to learn to live by. That's the only way we can live. That's the only way we're going to see the kingdom of God and the will of God. If Jesus had the Holy Spirit come upon him and he had to walk in the Spirit, how much more do you and I need to learn to walk in the Spirit of God? Amen? I mean, we are in that place that we've got to understand the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of God has come. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, he talked about the kingdom of God. You know, the New Testament, I, I think it's over 300 times that either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is mentioned. That tells me this is major in our lives and that we've got to learn how to function in the kingdom of God. We're well adapted to, to function in the world. You know? But we've got to learn to adapt and learn to function in the kingdom of God realm, in that realm of rule and reign, in realm of power, in a realm of dominion, instead of being walked over and, you know, letting things take us over and, and let those things happen in our lives. That should never happen. You know, Jesus avoided everything. He knew how to walk in the Spirit. He knew when to go. He knew where to go. He knew what to do. And he did it by the Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost that you and I have. It's the same Spirit of God. It hasn't changed in all these thousands of years. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same power of God that Jesus walked in. And he thought it was important enough to know the realm of the kingdom. He thought it was important enough to know the Spirit of God. We're making too many decisions out of our own head and not by the Spirit of God. And, you know, sometimes we make those decisions because we're just tired of waiting. I know that's nobody in this room. Y'all would never do that. <laughs> Peggy's volunteering. <laughs> Hallelujah. But Jesus, um, well, look, look at Luke one, 4. Because I want to, I want to, if I don't get another point over tonight, I want to get this point over. The importance of walking in the Spirit. The importance of walking daily, hourly knowing what to do. Jesus said in Luke 4, 1, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Okay, first of all, he was full of the Holy Ghost. That tells us if Jesus has to be full of the Holy Ghost, guess what? 
We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Half full is not good. Half full, you can miss God. Half full, you can make mistakes. Half full, you can make decisions that are not God decisions. Half full, you can walk in that place that he did not want you to walk into. And then, you know, sometimes you just have to clean up your own mess. Anybody had to clean up their own mess besides me? I've had to clean up a few of my messes because I was half full. Because I didn't take the time because I was busy, or whatever other excuse we can come up with, to spend that time with the Holy Spirit. He needs to be your best friend. He needs to be in that place. And so it says that Jesus was led by the Spirit of God. What what does Romans 8 say? That the sons of God are led by the what? By the Spirit of God. So if we want to be like Jesus, which what we are predestined to be, Romans 8 says, that we are predestined to be in the image of his dear son. So what is that image? Walking in the spirit, doing what he did, being in the place that we are hearing from heaven. I know these are things that we all know, but the Lord put it in my heart shore up, you know, shore up. It's just a simple message. Probably any one of us know all of these things, but then it's applying what we know, you know. In life, we have to apply. We can't just know. We have to apply what we know. So, in Luke stay there and go over to verse 18. Another scripture we all know. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking, and he's, he's re- speaking out of Isaiah 61. And Jesus is saying, what? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is upon, is, the Holy Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why is the Holy Spirit upon me? Because he's a kingdom man, and he says, He has anointed me, equipped me, given me the power to preach the gospel to the poor. Part of the kingdom of God is preaching the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Glory to God. We need to take hold of that. That's not just for the fivefold ministry, that's for the body. That's for us to walk in. We can, we, can, we can preach healing to the brokenhearted. Are there a few brokenhearted people in America? I'm telling you, Columbia is full of them. They're full of the poor. And somebody needs to tell them the truth. They're poor in spirit. They're poor in finances. They're poor in health. They're poor in so many realms of life, so many places that the Spirit of God wants to come in and touch and change their lives. But if we're not full of the Holy Ghost, how are we going to take the answers? And so he says, he has sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, 
They got captives, not just in jail. Bondages. People are in bondages in their souls. Their, their souls are so in bondage. Their souls and their mind and their will, you know, they're in that place. And they won't let anybody in. But the Holy Ghost knows how to get in. The Holy Ghost knows how to bring the answer. The Holy Ghost can use you in a marketplace. The Holy Ghost can use you someplace. You can be led by your spirit to the grocery store. And if you're open and you're full and you're listening, you're going to hear the Holy Spirit says that one needs prayer. And then you can come with a word of wisdom. You can come with a word of knowledge. You can come with the answer. And you can say, God has something for you. Why? Because you're full. Because you're open. Because you're not listening to the world. And you're not listening to what the world would say. And you're not listening, you know, what, what is when the enemy comes and says, what are they going to think? You think Jesus ever went through, what are they going to think? Are they, I bet he went through this. Are they going to like me? We know they didn't like him. They were pretty bold with not liking him. But he was full of the Holy Ghost. And he said something that really needs to become a part of our lives. He says, I only do and say what the Father says. That means he was led by the Spirit of God. And he was open to whatever the Holy Ghost had for him to do that day. Had for him to do that day. If it was a day to go be led in the wilderness, he went. Up to the mountain, he went. You know, wherever he was supposed to go, he went that way. He didn't care if he had to go over the water. (laughs) He didn't care which way he went. He was just following the Holy Ghost. And he was showing us how to live in this crazy world. Because when he lived and walked on the earth, it was crazy too. There was all sorts of craziness. And he walked in it in the spirit. And he did not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen? That's Jesus. That's our example. So it says, The Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost was upon him, and that anointing was upon him. And it was there to to bring recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. (laughs) Get that out. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So here's our job. You know, you can preach. Preach is not always just standing in the pulpit. It's opening your mouth and letting the word of the Lord come out. It's open your mouth and be bold in this hour to speak the things that God has for you. It's being in that place that we are allowing the Holy Ghost to lead and guide and direct us and take us into those places that he wants for you and I to go. You know, we preach about this, we talk about it, but there, ha- there has to be movement. There has to be movement. Because we are in a nation that's being crushed with ungodliness, with a nation that is being crushed with uh, things trying to be jammed down our throats that, you know, 
we are the we are the people that are wrong. We are the people that live uh, cruel, and we don't walk in love. I mean, we're told that, and we just cower down to it. Listen, I love, but I'm not going to accept. You know why? Jesus didn't accept. He didn't tell the woman that was caught in adultery, sweet darling, well, you just go do it again, did he? He didn't go up and say, it's all right, honey. If you want to live that lifestyle, it's okay with me. That's not what he said. He said, go and sin no more. See, they like the first part of that, that Jesus sent all our accusers away. But people forget the part that he said, go and sin no more. So that means she had a decision. I think if Jesus said that, you'd walk away from it. You'd think. (laughs) But I don't know. People need to see the kingdom of God in operation. Amen. So, let's turn to Romans 14. I'm not here tonight to condemn anybody or, you know, tell tell you you're wrong in what you're doing. What I'm trying to do is open up our eyes, open up our ears that we see we live in another kingdom. We he pay, he, he paid the price for us to come over into his kingdom. He didn't leave anything out for you and I. He gave it all. So, Romans 14, verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Thank God it's not. Hallelujah. That means I can enjoy my steak. And I like my steak. And I like it pink, a little towards red. You know, it's good and juicy. I like it. And he just said, I don't, I don't live in the kingdom of, that I have to worry about meat and drink. But I live in the kingdom of God, of righteousness, peace, and joy in what? In the Holy Ghost. So if we're not in the Holy Ghost, we're not having the peace and the joy and living right with God. He gave us the Holy Ghost so we could live in righteousness, do what's right in the sight of God, that our character gets developed, that we do what's right. You know, uh, how do you all like the wall? I mean, in the fellowship hall. Is that not awesome? I just think it looks awesome. So they did that yesterday. They put that up. And so the electrician, no, not the electrician, the people that put it up, Uh, said that the electrical plug was, um, they were going to have to, my electricity, the thing I'm so smart with, take the lid off, (laughs) the plate off, the plate off, take the plate off, the cover plate, and put in the, what are those called? The little wire nuts. Put in the wire nuts, and then just put the picture over it. 
So they, uh, Jordan called and said, this is what they want to do. I want to make sure it's okay and it's already hung and it's up. And so pastor says, that's not up to code. Well, they said, well, the picture will cover it, not Jordan. Jordan was just passing information. And so pastor said, it's not up to code. Well, I'm thinking, Sounds good. To, sounds all right to me. And so the guy that was hanging the picture said, you know, well, it can tear the wall. You can tell me if I'm telling this story right. You know, it'll tear the wall. Pastor said, I don't care. It's not up to code. Nobody would see it. You know, it would be behind the picture. But my husband is going to do what's right in the sight of God no matter what. And he said they're going to have to hang the picture higher because it's not up to code. Nobody's seeing it. Nobody would know it. But he knew it. And he knew it was wrong with the fire marshal. And so he's going to do it right. We're going to do it right. That's a decision that you make. That's walking in righteousness. That's what's doing what's right when nobody's looking. That's what being in that place of walking in righteousness. When you walk in righteousness and you do what's right, you're going to have peace and you're going to have joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So this is what the kingdom of God is, and this is how we get peace in our life, how we get wholeness with nothing missing, nothing broken, that our relationships are good because we're doing what's right. Amen. We're following the Holy Ghost and joy. It said the joy comes in the Holy Ghost, not apart from the Holy Ghost, but in the Holy Ghost, moving in God, moving in the Spirit, living in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. That's where, that's the kingdom of God. That's the operation of the kingdom of God. That's moving in the kingdom of God. That's moving in the ways of the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, not fulfilling what, you know, your flesh wants to do. Amen. So we've got to learn to walk in the spirit of God. That's the way Jesus walked. That's the way you and I are going to have to walk. And so what do we have to do? We have to learn the ways of the Spirit. And the ways of the Spirit are going to line up with the Word of God. The ways of the Spirit, we have to learn the voice of God. We've got to begin to get our place in our hearts that we recognize the voice of God and we know when something is contrary and we will take the f- time to find out. This is a, a, a difficult thing for a lot of people is taking the, fi- the time to find out what is the Holy Ghost saying? What is he saying? It's got to be important to us what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because there are too many voices. Too many voices speaking, too many voices out there. And so we have to learn to zero in, to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because he he speaks. Jesus said 
that we're going to know his voice. There's not a lack of knowing it. It's a lack of us. Sometimes just being still and quiet and wait on the Lord. Wait to hear what he has to say. We'll stay in trouble if we're not hearing the voice of God. Amen. I'm telling you, when I, when I gave that demonstration last week, the enemy is always trying to pull us out of our seat. He's trying to always pull us into that place so that he can whisper in our ear, so that he can speak to us, so he can deter us, so he can get his plans in. This is me, my personality. I will take the time. Don't rush me on an answer. Don't rush me on a decision. That's not me. I will take the time to hear from heaven. He can tell you. You know, that's, we have a great system between the two of us. Stand up. No, this is not in my notes. So, you know, my, my husband is a, you know, let's do it. It's just how, jump out there and let's do it. Well, my job is to grab him right here and say, let's hold steady. His job for me is I'm back here going, and his job is to push me, <laughs> get me moving. So we work well together. You know, God knew what he was doing when he put, it, put us together because we balance each other. We bring a great balance to each other. That has caused, you know, our marriage to work. We've had a great marriage. He loves me. I just am amazed. <laughs> I was doing something silly earlier, and he just was laughing at me. So I said, well, I have my odd side. I can't help it. <laughs> Glory to God. So what I'm saying to us, it's learning that function of the Holy Ghost. How does he work with you? How does he, how do you hear him? Do you need to take some more time? Or do you need to just obey him? You know, it's learning, it's learning that balance. You know, the word of God says that Jesus learned to obey. He learned. He learned. And he learned at a young age. That's why I'm so thankful for children's church and school. They're teaching them how to hear from God. I mean, I wish I knew what they knew. At that age, you know, like y'all, homeschool, teaching the kids to hear from heaven, teaching them what is God saying, putting that value in your children. And, it, you know, in this house, when you're in school and you're in church and you've got a family that does that, those kids are going to know God. And they're going to walk with God. And they're going to know the voice of God. And you'll be able to know that you're training them right. And so when they get a little bit older, they start making right decisions. Amen? They make those decisions that just make you go, glory to God, that's my child. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm just talking to you about the Spirit of God. And it says in Romans 8, 1, 
I'm not going to have you turn there. It says that Paul was talking about that whole chapter is walking in the Spirit. It's about the Spirit. It's about the Spirit of God. It's about how to move in the Spirit, what you need to do. But Romans 8, 1 says that Jesus walked not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's how Jesus walked. Paul tells us how Jesus walked. He tells us that we don't have to live in condemnation if we walk in the Spirit, right? If we go after the things of God, if we go after the kingdom way, if we're going after the kingdom of God, learning how to live in the kingdom of God, learning how to function in a kingdom that you can't see. But that kingdom is within you. That's where the kingdom of God is. It's not out there. It's within you. And you can walk in the kingdom of God. You can walk in the spirit of God. You can walk in that place and go after God, learning to hear his voice. And, you know, if you miss it, just go, I missed it. You know, when you do that, you acknowledge that you made a mistake, that you missed God, and you just go, I'm going to tune in a little bit better. But when you hear God and you go, I always do this, I go, that was so God, that was so right. How did I hear his voice? What was I doing? What was I thinking? And then I get excited because I've heard from God. And that way I've learned to walk. That's how I've learned to flow in the Holy Ghost and move with God. And many of you have seen me do that in here. But I learned. I'm listening. I'm always listening to the voice of God. I'm listening to hear what he's saying. So I know what to say. I know what to do. Amen? You know, so we have to take this stuff seriously. I'm just giving you some good information. But it's what you do with it that's going to make the difference. It's how you apply it to your own life. It's how, what you're listening to, what your ears are being full with. I was talking to a young lady a couple of nights ago, and I was talking to her. What are you listening to? How are you hearing it? You need to be listening. What are the prophets saying? You need to know what they're saying. Because there's so many things we can think. There's so many things that are out there. But I'll tell you what, we've got to start lining things up by the Spirit. Got to start getting those things in line. And we'll be less of this up and down, up and down, up and down. We go from one place of, did I hear from God? Oh, I heard from God. And the next week, I don't know if it was God. I know there's nobody in this room like that. But we've got to become more steady. Jesus was not an up and down person. He was right on. And he told us, he put his spirit in us, and we can do this. So it's not an impossible task. It is not impossible. Don't get down on yourself if you're not doing it. This is not a downer message. This is an encouraging one that says, come on, just keep going after it. Keep trying. Keep working. The Holy Ghost will continue to work with you. He'll never quit or give up on you. He'll never stop talking to you or teaching you or training you because he wants you to know. He wants that 
for each and every one of us because he's bringing us as the bride of Christ. He's bringing us from glory to glory to glory. And thank God I don't make some of the mistakes I made in early days. I've learned from them, but I'm still learning, I'm still growing, and I'm still going for it. Amen? Let me just give you a quick little tip. When you really have heard from God, why don't you write it down? Say, that was God. And look at that. So when the enemy comes and you miss it, you go, big deal. I'm learning to hear from God. Look right here. I heard from God. Look right here. Look what happened here. I obeyed God here, and this is what happened. Whoo! And you know what? Then the devil doesn't beat you over the head and telling you how bad you are and how much you missed it. Just look at this and say, I got it here, and I got it here, and I got it here, and I got it here. So I'm learning, and I'm growing. Ha, ha, devil, you're already defeated, and you haven't learned a thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? I just want to encourage you. We're spirit-led. We live in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. We walk in the Holy Ghost. And we move in God. And it's good. Amen? Not one of you are defeated. You got victory. So don't let the devil lie to you. You are victorious already. I don't care what it looks like. You are victorious. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.